Hello again, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast. We will be featuring April 19th, 1983 at the University of Maine in Maine. I am your co-host. The G- I am your co-host, The Game, here with my fellow co-hosts, Snob and Fig. Let's go ahead and give them a good old Maine hello, boys. Maine oh, hello, Mars. boys. I'm not sure if there is a Maine accent. And there was there... there was a main there was a uh, sketch on the Dana Carvey show. Okay, skinheads it was, from yeah, Maine. Skinheads from Maine. <laughs> and it was just Dana Carvey and I think Stephen Colbert just like sitting on their stoop, just like yeah. speaking in a Maine accent. Yeah, and then just like being, you know, talking like complete racists, and um, it was funny in the '90s. The next time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Our, our next main show, I'm going to have to uh, do some research on that skit and uh, maybe get into uh, I probably shouldn't get into character, but no, I will, I I will not do that. I, I will work on the voice, I'll work on the accent. Um, it is good to be back this week on the Help on the Way podcast. Um, I was gone on last week's episode, I was uh, I was busy uh, searching for those President's Day deals uh, and and sales, uh, but it was a very fun time with my wife uh, on President's Day. And Nob and Fig, thank you for holding down the fort. Yeah, man. Uh, and you kind of and you kind of uh, owed her something after uh, what you put yeah. her through over the weekend, right? Yes. Uh, so our first uh, bullet point in our very first segment of the week, which is of course our Channel Six News segment, our very first headline is. I went to see Billy Strings. Um, my w- wife and I went Thunder. to the. Uh, that was the only song I knew. Um, <laughs> we went to the Saturday, I believe it was February eighteenth show, yes. um, in Atlantic City, New Jersey, at the Hard Rock Casino and Resort. Um, and I must say, um, I have really nothing but positives to say. All right. um, the Hard Rock venue was awesome. Um, nice. A lot. I don't, I don't want to say it's small in a bad way because it's not. Uh, it does probably only hold a few thousand people. Awesome. Um, but there really isn't a bad seat in the house. Like, you could spend, get the cheapest of cheap seats and be super happy with, with your view of everything. Um, that's kind of what my wife and I did a little bit. Um, and it was still great. Um, the sound of the venue was good. Um, security was great. Um, we had no issues getting in and out of the venue. Like everything, as far as the venue goes, it was good. Uh, Billy Strings himself was great. Uh, he was a bit under the weather. Oh, uh, no. You caught yeah. flu, Billy. Yeah, he. Um, I guess so. On the Friday night show is where he performed pretty much every song I was looking forward to. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, how it goes. Yeah, he's he did Dust in a Baggy, he did Meet Me at the Creek and Doing Things Right. Which ooh, apparently ooh, which nice apparently balls. Yeah, apparently Doing Things Right is like a rare song for him to play because people it were redder, were like yeah, a deep cut. Finally. And I'm like, for real? Like that's <laughs> like a deep cut and he couldn't just yeah. wait till Saturday. <laughs> anyway. Uh so besides me not knowing really any other song besides Thunder Which uh, is an incredible song. It, it's it's great. great. It was I, I would a, trade 
all those songs, I think, for Thunder. It was, um, I guess, arranged is the word I'm looking for. I'm oh, used. I'm used to the version um, from Billy and the Kids yeah, yes, during the during the pandemic, um, and that's a little bit different than the Strictly Strings version from William and the Boys. Yeah. Um, but still not great. To, not to geek out over Billy history, but uh, most of if you listen to the, all the Thunders in 2021, you can hear it turn from that Billy and the really? Kids arrangement to the the. Higher key, slightly faster, bluegrassier arrangement of Thunder that he does now. I, I it took me a few seconds to be like, oh, like this is like Thunder. Yeah, uh, and it was great. It was great. What a uh, what a riff. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, what a riff. Like, I, and I wonder who came out with that because I know that Thunder was gifted to him by Billy, right? The lyrics were were oh. Robert Hunter lyrics that oh, that gosh. Billy and or the the Bill Kreutzmann trio uh, did. Back in the day, in like 2005, but their yeah. setting of it was very different. It was built around the the Bo Diddley beat, and it felt more like uh, like a George Thorogood type blues song. I could hear it's that. It's fun, but it's very very different, and musically has nothing to do with Billy Strings' version of Thunder. Billy took so was, those lyrics, reset it all from scratch, and that's the version. And gave we know it now. the riff. Yes, the riff is oh, Billy's. Wow. Oh wow! Oh yeah! Incredible. So a few of the, how should I say it? Not so finer points of yes. of the Billy Strings show. Nothing to do with Billy or the band. Uh, my wife said that she could tell he was not feeling well. Mm. Um, I couldn't. <laughs> For the record, I I was just like, this is awesome. I can finally get to see this guy. Um, I am not used to I uh. A little peek behind the curtain here. I'm a heavy cannabis user. Heavy. Whoa. Uh, heavy Whoa. cannabis user. Uh, I am not... not... you, co-host of the Grateful <laughs> Dead podcast. <laughs> right. I don't believe right. it. Um, Nob, uh, how did he pass the piss test? <laughs> I am not used to seeing people openly smoke indoors. Yeah. Not so, mu- not so much... Not so much... Not so much... Like smoking cigarettes in the casino, don't care. Like I'm not a cigarette smoker, but I don't care. Uh, and it's not so much like hitting the vape pen in a concert, because I also don't care. Uh, the uh, the gentleman in front of me, and again, like no judging here. This was just a bit awkward for me and the wife. He he had a chillum, a chillum, <laughs> and, and he and it was dark, and I'm vibing, and I, I see him, I see him with his lighter, just lighting the lighter to look at the chillum. And I'm yeah. like, I, uh, that does that's distracting. And that's... we're we're indoors, and I'm like, and he starts packing his chillum, and I'm like, holy fuck! Like we're smoking a chillum in here. Did like, he get the water? Like did he bring his own water? Like, like I don't. And again, like I don't. Like I know I'm speaking about this. I don't care. I great. Like well, I'm just not used to seeing it inside in an arena, and I. Maybe I'm just not ballsy enough to do it inside. Now, outside, in like Philly Stadium, don't give a shit, right? Don't, I, well, whatever. I'm under a roof. We're still outside. But this was like, I don't know. It was very off putting. Even my wife was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And I'm like, I don't know. He's flicking his lighter for the 45th time. Well, right? that's the thing, though. It's like, it's like, it's a courtesy thing, right? Because you're not just, you're not the only one watching that show. And then right. when you're trying to do something, you know, so meticulous as like packing your bowl, 
um, you know, and you're not doing it discreetly, then you are, you know, cutting into someone else's uh experience and and perhaps enjoyment i think you're totally within bounds like, to, like to i should this. have yeah. like 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 i literally could have brought my dab rig and my torch and just be like fuck it like we're gonna you know let me get my blazer big shot here and heat this banger for six like I, it just it was yeah. it was weird uh then set break came and a little peek behind the curtain my wife and i did leave uh i want to say like five or six songs in the set too um, for no other reason than we're old and it was a three hour drive home and it was already going for 11 and it was like shit two o'clock's gonna feel worse than we think it's gonna and it did yeah. it, felt, it felt terrible um so for set break we went out to look at the merch and we came back and i want to say we were gone for literally 15 minutes <laughs> like during set break yeah. and we were not in great seats by any stretch of the imagination and there was two fucking people to sit in our seats and I'm like, and this happened to me at Goose and Trey, and now it happened here. Like, I'm not buying good seats, right? Like, these aren't good seats. Like, yeah. you, you literally had to walk around and be like, I found Roti in, 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 in 202, and I'm going to take these two seats. I'm like, what the fuck? Because I'm not a confrontational person, but then I'm no. like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is my seat. And then I'm mad for the next like 20 minutes that I have to fucking like have this conversation. Sorry, yeah. people, I'm cursing because now I'm getting annoyed by the situation again. Um, but yeah, like yeah. jam band people, if it's not all general admission and you have a ticket with your seat on it, fucking stay there. Simple as that. Like it, it's not like no one wants to fight with you. No one. No right. one wants to have to be like, get out of my seat, or I have to go get an usher to get you to out of my seat. No right. one wants. No one wants to do that. Just sit your ass where you're supposed to be. Or go sneak into general mission. I don't care. Just don't take my seat. I think it's... Let's just blame it on COVID. People forgot how to enjoy themselves at concerts. Um, I had a similar incident um, uh, when I saw uh, J-Rad in, in Philly. Uh, we got there maybe like three songs late because uh, me and my buddy were uh, eating some dinner and grabbing some beers before we, before we made our way in. And there was a dude like literally passed out in one of our seats, like Ooh. just sleeping. And he goes like, like, dude, what are you doing? And then I had to like rouse him. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is not the scene that I want to be in. Like, like go, you know, have your nod somewhere else. Like it was just so uncomfortable yeah. that I had to do that. Probably could have gotten an usher to do it, but I wasn't thinking that way, but it was just annoying. And, and, and maybe I'm, I, I'm sensitive for this stuff because my wife was with me. Yeah. And, and like, and, and, and that was her first kind of foray anything. to anything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so what did, what did Mrs. Uh, game think about the um, whole situation? I mean, you know, the whole uh, concert, not just the, uh, maybe a bit heavy on the banjos for my wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but no, um, there was one song and I don't, it definitely wasn't thunder. Uh, it was not thunder, but there was one he sang, and she was like, "Oh, like okay, like this is nice." They could get rid of the banjos, but it's good. Does you know? she like country music? No. Okay. No. Um. Yeah, she 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 really went to she really took one for the team. <laughs> Coming to this yeah. one with me. Um. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah, it it was it was good except for those you know those two minor annoyances. Uh, I think I have finally learned 
uh, and my and I think my wife, not that my wife didn't know this, but I was the one that was like, we could do this. Like, if it's any more than like an like a, a two hour drive home after like a late show, you just gotta stay. Like we we can't like we are not like we are not built to be driving in the middle of the night anymore. Um, which is what we did. We got home at like two in the morning on Sunday, and I was like, fuck, like this is terrible. Um. But anyway, enough about my William Q. Strings concert. Uh, we're going to move on to the Wolf Brothers. Uh, they had... How? Uh, Bobby had two special sit-ins um, this week. Uh, one, um, Daniel Donato um, sat in, and old Graham Lesh. Uh, if you were following the Instagram or Reddit this week, you might have seen a video of Bobby and Graham um, filmed by the Wolf Brothers uh, Gym Safety Committee um, working <laughs> working out in the parking lot. Um I'm not an exercise guy. I, I don't exercise. I would work out with Bobby Weir. I would definitely swing those clubs around and hang off those suspension strap thingies and, and do my stay. thing. Um, I love those videos. Uh, yeah. It's so like weird watching. Like, and they just started randomly like a couple like years ago, maybe the 90. Yeah. I don't know. It was just as random. Um, and it's just cool. It's not so random when you when you realize that he wore uh, short shorts for his entire yeah. career. Short shorts and, the, and, and uh, what are they called? Uh, Birkenstock sandals. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. The same guy that that is okay doing that is okay, you know, blasting his uh, workout routine on Insta. But um, I think I love seeing. I love seeing him do it. I love seeing the positive reactions to it. Yeah. Um, a lot of the comments were like, really wish this was Bob and Jerry working out right now. Right. Which I, which I think is Jerry, like, you think Jerry would, would have ever set foot in a gym. Hey man, he, 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 he was, he was diving. So maybe in 2023, he would be like, you know what? It's time yeah, to, but... time to work out. Um, but I, I just that, love, yeah. I, I just love seeing these like kids, you know, um, it was the goose guys a couple weeks yeah. ago. Working out with Bobby. Played volleyball with all of the Goose Boys. Yeah. Now, now you have Graham, um, working out with them. Uh, obviously, Graham and and Bobby have a history there. Obviously, because of Phil. Uh, but still, I think it's really. Oh. Neat. I think it's <laughs> Graham, really that Graham Lash. Oh, Graham Lash is related to Phil Lash. Believe it or not, yes, that's the fun fact oh, of the day. Oh, I just got that. That's the fun fact of the day. Um. So yeah, I I just think it's um it's just pretty cool to see him connect with those kids in a totally different way. Yeah. Like like obviously everyone's there because of the music, right? And he's a legend. But they don't have to go work out with him. <laughs> you know, what I mean? like they don't have to, you know. Well, I'll and tell you what, if, given the option and like, you know, I don't call myself a musician, but like I can play music, I would feel much more comfortable working out with Bob Weir than music <laughs> with Bob Weir. I would definitely feel more, much more comfortable singing Lazy Lightning than working out with Bob Weir. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I, I think um, I think that stuff's great. So, um, any other Channel 6 headlines that we forgot this week? I know we had a headline about Nah, but that was erased from the, <laughs> from the headline sheet. Yes. People don't <laughs> need to know about the problems with my laptop. 
<laughs> that's not why you. That's not why you tune every week. It's it's why you stay, but it's not why you tune in. He does. Knob has a Steely on their laptop, so it is a Grateful Dead related laptop. So I don't. Uh, <laughs> now I actually have don't one. have any stickers on my laptop. I've always been like, I don't. Know, the stickers on the laptop thing has always been foreign I, to me. It's kind of like a bumper sticker on your car, which I would never do either. It, that's exactly, and it's so permanent. What if I, you know, what if I'm just going through a, a phase of a thing I like? And suddenly, four years later, I'm stuck with a goddamn Doctor Who sticker on my laptop, <laughs> reminding me at one point I had worse taste. Well, I, here's a I question. Like do you think, I mean, clearly we all love the Grateful Dead, but do you think this could be a phase, right? Like, just a really no. long phase? No, not okay. the, no, not the dead. That's not why I wouldn't put a, a sticky, a, a, ste- a steely sticker on my, <laughs> my laptop. But that's just my general Would you, if sticky. you were inclined to get a tattoo, would you get a Grateful Dead tattoo? I would, but it probably wouldn't be the steely. It would probably be a lyric of something I like incorporated. Maybe those terrapins with the Dark Star with El Paso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'd just be every all forehead. of the lyrics of El Paso in like. I'm trying to think of a part. Like I feel like it would have to go down my entire leg. I feel like that's the part of my body that's long enough to fit all of the El Paso text. Dark Star greater than. El Paso. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's just, just that tattoo. Um, Fig, w- w- would you get a Grateful Dead tattoo? I think the only tattoo I would get is a Grateful Dead tattoo. Interesting. Yeah, I, uh, I, I have had this thought, and I will get? not get a tattoo for religious reasons. Sure. Um, sure. But if I were to get one, and maybe I would someday, I think it would be a Grateful Dead tattoo, and it might be a Steely. Ah. Yeah. I've got I've got three. <laughs> Uh, not three Grateful Dead tattoos. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> three Steely I have, tattoos. I have, I have been thinking of, uh, and this is cliche as shit, uh, but I am partial to the orange marching bear. Uh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> he's, he's, Just he, the orange one? Like, like, yeah, like, like an M&M kind of thing? Like, yeah, fuck the yellow one. <laughs> yellow, yellow one sucks. The blue one's a piece of shit. Don't green one steals green one steal shit so yeah the orange, <laughs> orange, one, orange one orange one is where it's at i would definitely get one steal shit i i would definitely get get the orange one doing something maybe not the stereotypical march but something i don't know but i'm also like 36 and not that that's like too old for getting any more like any more tattoos but um you know like it's like a thought now, instead of like, I'm just gonna go get that too, and now it's like, I gotta think about this shit. Uh, but anyway, we are chatting like a bunch of chatty Cathy's this evening, so let's go ahead and move on to our main event of the evening. Nice, very which nice. is, of course... Very nice. Ooh, man, I didn't even realize I did that. Main event, and we're in Maine. Ooh, uh, our main event from Maine, which was April 19th, 1983, at the Alphond Arena, uh, in the University of Maine, and our set one opened up with uh, Jack Straw, and we got a friend of the devil, It's All Over Now, Direwolf, Big River, Dupree's Diamond Blues, On the Road Again, On the Road Again, um, West LA Fadeaway, Lazy Lightning Supplication, and Might As Well. Um, Fig. What were your thoughts on set number one? Might as well. Um, 
this was a tough show for me. Uh, really tough for me to sink my teeth into. Uh, I listened to it mm, a couple times, and I don't have much to say, which is okay because we were a bit of a Teddy Cathy um, in the beginning there. Uh, interesting kind of source issue with this show. We have a surviving soundboard that's actually not of great quality uh, for set one, and then we have an odd of somewhat decent quality for set two. So if quality is something you really look for for 1983s, probably one that you're going to skip. But let's get into my uh, reaction. Um, Jack Straw actually had really good energy uh, tonight. Uh, Jack Straw, I, I have found sometimes as an opener lacks energy and sometimes they use it i think to kind of get themselves into gear and to be honest with you i've done the same thing in my band and it's it's really good for that um i like i liked uh, jerry's uh, instrumentals in this uh but the soundboard just sounded really bad it just sounded like all drums kind of like uh sneakers in the dryer kind of situation we get in a friend of the devil which was actually pretty fast for the slow version uh, i really like what, what brent was putting down it's all over now was really long. Um, didn't really sound great with, with the quality. Um, and I didn't really catch anything that, that I want to, you know, kind of emphasize. Um, but you know, it is what it was. And then we get into Direwolf big river. Um, Direwolf was okay. Uh, Jerry wasn't in the best of, uh, singing voices and we get into big river, which is one that I've been rating actually pretty highly, uh, of late. And this one was just good. I don't have much else to say. Dupree's diamond dues. Diamond Blues was good. Um, on the road, so so this is kind of cool. Um, on the road again has that you know awesome lick, and Brent, uh, I guess, goes onto his little MIDI keyboard and does it in um, steel drums. Did you guys hear that? Nice. Yeah, he does it, and he did it for the first like verse maybe, and then he kind of went back into his uh, regular tone. It was it was kind of cool. Uh, poppier version than, than other uh, on the road agains that I've seen. Uh, West LA Fadeaway, this is not one that I rate very highly, but I really liked this version. Um, I wasn't quite sure why, but I, I really did like it. Uh, we get into Lazy Lightning Supplication, which I do rate quite highly, but I found this to be a sloppy version. The best of the two songs was the transition between the two. Uh, Brent was great with his builds um, in the transition, and then might as well it was mine as well. It ended first, the uh, set one. Nob, I'm curious to know your thoughts. Sure. Um, I, similarly to you, the, the tape, there, there just isn't a winning one. I went with uh, an audience tape for the whole show, which I don't normally do, but the soundboard just sounded rough, so I, yeah. I honestly didn't try with it very beyond the first verse of Jack Straw. Um... Yeah, I agree with you that this was a, a great, a good Jack Straw opener. The the playing was really tight. Uh, it it doesn't really go that out there. Uh, Jerry's got a nice second solo that's especially hot. But in general, this this whole set is is tight more than it's it's weird or exploratory. Um, I, a faster version of the slow friend of the devil. The the drummers are keeping it. Uh, very high energy, especially for the fact that it's it's only the second song in the set, and a little too soon for a slow, slow friend of the devil. It's it's very pretty. It's a very delicate friend of the devil. I, it, I, it loses me a little bit in the jam. I, I love Brent. We all love Brent. I, I'm not wild with the Brent solo here. Uh, there's a pretty good last Jerry solo, but in general, I like the composed parts of this friend of the devil more than the jam. 
It's a uh, it's a jaunty. It's all over now. I kept writing the Ooh. word jaunty during this show. A lot of these songs were jaunty to me. Um, I, it was interesting. I don't. I, I'll have to go back and listen to other versions, but I don't think they normally play through the chorus when doing the intro of the song, and that was neat to hear. Mm, yeah, they kind of faded into it. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I I thought the band gave it some nice energy. It's a fun version, but not an amazing version. Bobby takes a slide solo that's boring, but not grating. And I don't, like, it's, you want it to be over, but not, not because it sounds bad. There's just not a lot going on to it. Yeah. Like, I guess that's a plus. <laughs> um, it's a Boppy Dire Wolf with a very active keyboard part from Brent. I, I, I was, uh, Jerry's still on the gruffer side, but, oh, he sounds so much better than the Dire Wolf that we had last show. And I was just very happy mm. for that. Big River is weird to me because they fuck it up a bunch. They, Jerry and Bobby come in on the wrong beat because the song is built on the offbeat and they come in on the beat and so the underscoring gets out of sync with what they're doing and this happens a couple of times. For some reason this Big River keeps tripping over its own feet and they'll suddenly be playing on the beats instead of the offbeats. Uh, the ending is fun because Jerry or Bobby tries to end it. He tries to sing the nah, sit right here until I die one more time. And then Jerry goes, no, 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 no. I've got another solo in me. Uh, and that was fun to hear. Uh, I, it's an okay Dupree's. Uh, the groove is really good. Uh, Jerry's vocals aren't doing much for me, but he's got very playful solos. And it, it, it does make me glad that they played it. Uh, this is the first time On the Road Again really wowed me. This was a lot of fun. It's like a slinkier One More Saturday Night. Uh, it would have been nice to, to hear this one stick around a little bit more, but it's, it's yeah. just a fun rendition in general. It's a great song. Yeah, it was neat. I dug it. Uh, I agree that, that this is a really fun West L.A. fadeaway. Uh, it's fun from the jump, but I genuinely think it gets better and better as it goes on, and that's mm. the strength of this West L.A. fadeaway, is it only gains steam. Um, I, I thought there was some good energy to the Lazy Lightning supplication. It's fast. There's a little bit of Bobby screeching towards the end of Lazy Lightning that, that lost me a little bit. I like the supplication just because it was our first and really only time in this first set that we get weird. High energy weird. It never gets too noodly or spacey, but it, it definitely gets weird, which is, is nice. Uh, and, and the croaky Jerry of last week is back for Might As Well, but holy shit, the band is into it. Uh, I wouldn't put the Might As Well towards the top of the set, but I thought it was a really nice way to close this set. Um, that's a lot of thoughts. What did you think, game? Um, really, I thought set one was great. Um, even, even with the, um, subpar audio quality, um, really enjoyed it. Um, Jack Straw was good. Friend of the Devil was good. Uh, I really enjoyed It's All Over Now. Uh, Dire Wolf was good. Uh, Big River uh, was good. Uh, my two favorite songs of the set would be Dupree's and On the Road Again. Um, I never thought of On the Road Again and One More Saturday Night being kind of similar. Um, but now that you say that, I wish they would have just cut One More Saturday Night from their, um, from their just song menu. Uh, and just slid that into the Saturday night um, 
encore slot because <laughs> that would be great um really really like um on the road again uh west la fadeaway was good uh i am a huge fan of lazy lightning and supplication um i was not aware that they were still playing it in 1983 um i apparently they stopped in 84 so uh we don't have many lazy lightnings left uh but this one was good um and then set one ended with might as well um really um good like i i hate to just say good just be so general but good um i really liked the big river dupree's might as well and i think not only were they good versions of the song but we also haven't heard them very frequently lately um and it just was like just great big like I don't know. Like like on the road again hit me right where it needed to today. <laughs> during during the work day today. It was great. So yeah, really, really good set one. Uh wish the audio quality was better. Um I listened to the odd of set one and it was hollow as shit. Um but still good, but just hollow. Um all right, set two kicked off with like a twenty minute sugary. Uh <laughs> then we got Samson and Delilah. He's gone. Uh, drums and space into Spanish Jam, Truckin', Wharf Rat, Around and Around, Good Lovin', and then an encore of U.S. Blues. Knob, what were your thoughts on set number two? Not to keep spoiling one of the later segments of this show, it was the better set. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it all the way through. Uh, uh, a great, great sugary to start. It's a real energizer bunny of a solo. Jerry just keeps going and going and going. It, the second solo alone feels like it goes through the whole arc of sugary really well. And then he's got even more nut solos in the bag. The vocals are still a little scratchy, but who gives a shit when he's playing like that? Great sugary. The Samson's rips. Uh, the vocals are tight. I love Brent's harmonies. It, it's just really fun, really badass. Like, everyone is just mm-hmm. laying it down. Again, like a lot of songs tonight, it doesn't get that weird or that out there. But it it's just tight. It's really good. Uh, the He's Gone was really pretty. The name of the game on this one is the harmonies. And that's true of both the vocal harmonies and the chorus sounding really nice. And also the ending jam had some really nice harmonies between Bobby, Jerry, Brent, and Phil. All of their their parts going together were really cool. Uh, I found drums to be uneventful. Uh, The crowd was really into it, so clearly it was working, but it didn't really do anything for me. I didn't... Like, there was nothing to like or not like that strongly. Um... Spanish Jam was nice, uh, with a very clean transition into trucking. It's a tight trucking with very good energy. I can't tell, and maybe someone else has this. I listened back like three or four times and could not figure out for the life of me. I know Bob Weir doesn't say the sex change, but what yeah. the hell changes? What, what did know. he say? I, I, you know, now nah, it's funny you mentioned that because that's my only note for trucking is what changed? <laughs> what? I, I kept going back to that part and I, it starts with a P, I think, but I have no idea what Bob is saying. Sweet Jane had changed this time, but it's an improvement because it was. We know wasn't. she lost her sparkle. Yes. Yes. Um, 
again, not a truckin' with a lot of improvisation, but it makes up for it just by being a really good truckin'. Jerry was really going at it uh, with with some licks during the various parts. A uh, little spoonful tease from Bob at the end, which was fun. Uh, uh, Warfrat is a highlight of this set for me. Uh, it's a very driving Warfrat. Like, it's emotional, but it's always got a sense that it's going somewhere new. The the bridge is, is pretty. It's a... There are a couple of flubs in this Warfrat, especially in transitional parts, but every single segment on its own is so good that I don't really mind. The post-bridge jam right before, I'll get up and fly away! Awesome. Just really good. Uh, a tight transition into a round and a round, except for the drummers who do not know we're transitioning into a round and a round. Uh, the song has a good build to it. Um, it's, it's not an all-timer around and around or anything, but it's a very confident around and around. A, a tight, good lovin', like many songs, with a really tasty Jerry solo. I, I don't know why Bob decided to jump the octave during that last verse, but the crowd was into it, so, again, I can't really find fault there, I guess. Uh, and then, a zippy U.S. blues to bring us home, a... Brent on the B3 is always a nice time. I thought it was a really nice and effective bow uh, to wrap up the show that had been up until now. Um, yeah, I really liked that second set. I thought it was a lot of fun, and I just wish there was a better recording of it. What did you think, Fig? Yeah, thanks. I'm glad you liked uh, the 17 minutes sugary. Um, I really, I really do because uh, I, to borrow um, our other co-hosts' grading style, uh, have just wrote, written down meh. Ooh. So if, if the uh, you know maybe the audience should should listen to you because you you were quite convincing that there was some stuff going on. I listened to it a couple of times and couldn't figure it out. However, Samson, um, I really did like uh, great energy in in, in Samson and. Um, uh, that was one of the highlights of the set for me. Uh, going into He's Gone, which was another highlight. Uh, well played, well sung, I agree with that knob. Uh, good dynamics, and the cool thing about the odd was that we could hear the crowd reacting uh, to He's Gone, and, and mm -hmm. that was really what made it you know, over the top uh, as a really stellar version for me. He had drums, I agree, there wasn't much really happening there. Um, space and Spanish jams were you know, actually pretty interesting, I kind of enjoyed it. And I enjoyed the transition into Truckin'. Truckin' worked for me just because it, you know, it really centers you after uh, something yeah. so out there like uh, Drum Space Sp Spanish Jam. It really, really works in, the, in that slot there. Um, we go from Truckin' Jam into Warfrat, and that I thought was actually a very sloppy transition. They didn't do it well. However, they did perform Warfrat uh, pretty decently. I wrote that it was a pretty decent version. I liked it. And the rest of the set, I don't have too much. Around and around, I, I thought was good. Good loving. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, they were rounding out the set pretty well and rounding out the show pretty well. But again, this was a hard one for me to really sink my teeth into and, and come up with uh, too, too much. Uh, I wonder what uh, my friend Game has to say about it. Uh, the highlight of set two for me was the opening 20-plus minute sugary. Um <laughs> Wasn't forty-five I, minute sugar yeah. <laughs> It's getting longer. Yeah, uh, I wasn't really. You know, we don't. I, I think, like, at least the version I listened to, I think it clocked in the track at like seventeen minutes. Yeah. Um, you don't normally get like a seventeen-minute heater, <laughs> right? No. The start of set two, and especially not sugary. Yeah. Um, so that was that was interesting. Uh, and good. I enjoyed it. 
Um, Samson and Delilah was good. He's gone is good. Like any self-respecting Grateful Dead fan, I absolutely skipped over drums in space. Um, <laughs> Spanish Jam was okay. Um, a few weeks ago, um, I was tricked into listening to a drums in space, and that went into a Spanish Jam, and I remember I loved it. Um, I did not love this one as much as I loved that one. Still good though. Uh, Truck it was good. Warfret was good. Uh, around and around, okay. Um, good loving, eh, okay. Uh, and U.S. U.S. Blues, um, good. Um, now I just keep thinking uh, that on the road again should always be the encore because it was such a good, <laughs> good song in set one. Um, but no, over overall for me. Um, and again, like normally, audio quality really can take me out of a show. Mm-hmm. Um. I like this, even with the the not so great audio quality. Um, I can only imagine how good this show would be with an official release. Um, will it ever see an official release? Probably not. Um, I shouldn't say that. You never know. Um, but it was really unless good. there's something floating around the the Dead's archive. This ain't seen the light of the day. Well, all that archive stuff really like, like what do they all have that we don't we don't know? know? You know and and like like what's maybe we do know does you see santa barbara has it now right oh yeah like i don't know i don't think they have this one though but like i i doubt it too but like it, it does wonder me how many barton halls you know like like most consider that to be like you know the creme de la creme of Grateful Dead shows, right? It wonders me how many shows are just as good, if not better than that one, that the audio recording sounds like complete ass, so it doesn't get the love. Or, or nothing. Yeah, we had an October... Yeah, passed down to us. Yeah. We, we had an October 83 show on this podcast oh, a few months ago. Maybe it was longer. All the years combined and melt into a dream. But I had the exact same qualm with it in that the playing was really good and there's some stuff I could see being really nice renditions, but the recording sounded terrible and I understand why people don't go back to it. And, and I feel the same way with this one. Like, I would love to hear a nicer recording of that sugary, but as it stands yeah. right now, I don't know how much I'm going to go back to that sugary, that, that hour-long sugary. Um... <laughs> It always interested me, like, 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 when the recordings are shit. Now, I'm not a taper. I've never taped anything in my entire life. I understand that different venues sound different. Mike, this, that, all kinds of different variables, right? But you can get an audience recording from, like, the early to mid-70s and have it sound amazing. So, like, you would just think as the years progressed, they would still just, you know, for the most part, continue to be, you know, good, no matter what the circumstance, right? Um, And it just seems like there's some years of the 80s where it's like, it's hard to find good sounding shows. Like, 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 why did 1983 have, like, why do people suck at recording? I shouldn't say they suck at recording, but like, like, why were these tapes bad? I don't know. This is right. It's a real black box for me. I mean, you're you're raising some good questions. Like the archive exists. I know that there's soundboards. I know that there's odds. But I really know nothing about, you know, 
why it exists or like you know what 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 it's built on like 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 all the energies and all the the people who who came to to make the archive throughout the year it's it's, it's really an incredible thing um but i have no idea but I, I agree with you for the most part one thing i can think of is that they were in maine maybe they didn't get the the a taper crew to come out all the way to maine <laughs> i was i had a similar thought of yeah what were those good tapes back in the day? Maxwell. Maxell. Maxell. Maxell yeah. didn't hit Maine until the mid to late 80s. So. <laughs> I didn't get that. Uh, I don't know. It, it's, it'd be interesting to hear someone, you know, who, uh, you know, like a, like get a taper's perspective about, like, what the heck was actually going on to, yeah. you know, create this huge, rich treasure trove that we call the archive. I, I would love... And we, and we need to we need to do this. And I think we know which taper we, we want to have on. Um... <laughs> I would love just to hear like, and I'm sure these kind of interviews and stories are out there. Yeah. But, but like, that might be the uh, answer. If we re yeah. reach out to said person, <laughs> um, the day of, okay. Like it's 1985. You're going to, you know, a show you're going to an arena show and you're taping. Tell me your day. Like, did, like, did yeah. you have to get a tapers ticket? Did you get general admission? Uh, how, well, and your... it depends on what year of the '80s, because that's part of it too. Right. Is is '84 is when the taper section gets introduced? Okay, how and did so, how did this work before '84? That's the thing. I don't know. How, how I'd did be you... very and that's why that's part of my theory about these '83 tapes is that it's right before the advent of the taper section, it... and so folks are taping a little more, you know, all over the place. Maybe I don't know. It'd like, be interesting like, to compare '83 tapes odds to '84 odds and see if there yeah. is an appreciable difference. Because, like, if only we listened to an '84 show last week. <laughs> well, we liked last week's show, and I, I know, liked the odd from last I did, week. So. I did the soundboard. I didn't. I couldn't. Do I, I like. I really like the odd from last week. So maybe, maybe I just answered my own question. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We we need to um, we need to get some answers on this because now I just keep thinking like. <laughs> Like, like you. There's a deeper conspiracy. What more aren't they telling us? Well, like, 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 if you can't record, and I agree, and I understand. It's 1983, so shit's different, right? People are different, times are different, everything's a lot more lenient and lax. But if you're not allowed to record, how the hell are you walking in there with boom mics? You know, like well, it was. I think before they were allowed to record, oh. there just wasn't a dedicated section, mm -hmm. for and it probably them. wasn't at like front of board you know it probably wasn't like a great spot that, that anybody was at they were just yeah. at wherever they could do it or wherever they could set up um yeah just probably a different kind of situation yeah that would be we should we should look into getting someone who taped shows on the show sometime you hear that cm we're talking to you without saying you. We so. know you listen to every episode of this podcast <laughs> yeah. as everyone involved fan. in the grateful dead world does um all right, let's go ahead and just keep on trucking on here. Um, nice. Book, That's book. Dead reference. I'm, I'm crushing it with these references <laughs> tonight. I'm trying. Um, book of the Dead. No, does this make your Book of the Dead? No. Fig. Does this nope. make your Book of <laughs> And no for me. Oh, okay. I saw <laughs> your name. Three no's. Yeah. Uh, which set? I'm going to kick off the voting here um just because i think i'm going to be the outlier here while set two was great i really enjoyed set one just because of on the road again 
lazy lightning supplication and might as well so set one for me uh fig set one or set two um i feel like i'm the decider because nob always shows his hand and when he uh, <laughs> gets to speak um this is tough this is a really tough one um because the samson he's gone was was so stellar in my book um i'm gonna go with set one with the caveat that mm, maybe cut out jack straw for the if you're gonna go with the soundboard because it just sounded bad i can do that okay Switch it with an odd because it's a good Jack Straw. Do we have a preferred? Was a good Jack Straw. Do we have a preferred odd? Yeah, I uh, I do. I I skimmed around and I really liked. Um, uh, uh, I'm stalling as I open my phone because I don't remember the name <laughs> off the top of my head. Um, 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 the Joe Marone tape, Maroney. Maroney. Um, that was my favorite tape, personally. Right. It's number eight on relisten. Okay, cool. I will. Uh, we'll probably use that as our source for the sure. week. Uh, yeah. So you guys get to hear um, set one of an audience recording of 1983 in Maine. Uh, MVP of um, the show. Um, Nob, who was your MVP? Ah. Uh- I I think I gotta give it to Jerry. I always feel a little basic giving Jerry the MVP, but Jerry was on, uh, and it might just be last week. Jerry's voice sounded so rough to me that that this was uh, a nicer return to form. But I, I just thought he was on fire. I, almost every song is improved because of the licks that that Jerry's laying down. Fig show MVP. I think for the second week in a row, I'm gonna go with King Brent. Oh yes. Um. Do <laughs> it is a poop joke, VM. Um, people will not. Uh, people won't understand what I'm talking about. That's a little. That's a little Easter egg. Um, uh, my MVP. Um, you know, I, I have to agree, Dob. I always feel basic picking Jerry, but. All of my highlights of the yeah. show were, were centered around uh, Jerry vocals. Um, so Jerry uh, gets my vote. That's uh, two votes for Jerry, one for King Brent. Uh, and, and I will I will push back on the sentiment that it's too basic to pick Jerry. I mean, Jerry's the man. I know, I know, <laughs> but that's I mean, like, the thing is, like, Jerry's the man. Like, we all know Jerry's the man. Yeah, I mean, if if Brent's the king, like, what the hell does that make Jerry? Like, yeah, don't answer it, but. <laughs> I think we all know. We are going to turn this into a religious podcast. <laughs> I knew it was coming one way or another. Next well, help was on the way, my friend. Next week we're hanging out hymnals before the, before the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, we had I think two if you search for help on the way. There's a couple Christian podcasts that you. Yeah, might yeah, find. yeah. We're the non-Christian help on the way. Yeah, that's where, that's where the spike in downloads have come up for. They've uh, the oh, they, it might it actually might be. They're Every like, once oh. in a while we trick them. They go, oh, we're reading this Bible passage from April 20th, 1969. Okay. I, I, I open the show and they're like, why is this Southern Baptist talking to me right now? <laughs> uh, we had two Reddit comments this week. Uh, I think two, right? Yeah. Um, our first one I'll read. That is from Value Jet Pass. Um, and Dire Wolf into Big River is a rare pairing. Um, 
I don't know if I can remember anything off the top of my head, at least any shows, that have a direwolf into Big River. Uh, it would be kind of neat to see how many times that has happened in the history of the, in the Grateful Dead. Is there, um, is, there, is there a good website where you can look at that data? Uh, yeah, Jerry Base is, is probably the most uh, uh, in-depth one. I always use Herbabot just because I know how to use it, and it's just easier at this point in life. But, I like how they replaced the word data with Jerry for Jerry yeah. Base. <laughs> yeah, they got some good... The, the Jerry Base is fun. All dead base, right? Yeah. Oh, this is the only time you get Dire Wolf uh, immediately followed by... Really? Yeah. Maybe well, most Jerry around do, with that. but there's nothing. Now, I will say, and I, I hate to be this guy, but I have think I've become this guy, um, which was that this was not an organic jam into Big River. Um, no. It, it Direwolf happened, and then they, there was some noodling, and then Big River happened. Uh, it, it got passed down to us because some taper somewhere probably said this was a Direwolf into Big River, but I would not call this an organic transition whatsoever. And yes, I, I'm being that guy. <laughs> you just you just drew the line in the sand right there. Yeah, yeah well, someone, someone's got to. Someone's got. To. Our just value jet pass. Meet me yeah. in the parking lot. <laughs> I can take. Thanks for the, thanks for the Reddit comment. <laughs> Get that big alligator. Mash that right subscribe here. button. <laughs> we have one more comment from Raw. Wrong doer hour 19. That's a hell of a name for me to say. Um, fun fact the last two na- wow, I can outspeak. Fun fact the last two times they played on the road again live <laughs> were the two furthest parts from San Francisco in the continental unit US that the band ever played, and those two were both in Maine. Um, Augusta, Maine, and how do you say it? Or Orano, Orano, Maine. Orno? Oh man, I still don't know how to pronounce Chicago, so I, I can't tell <laughs> yeah, you how we're, we're pronouncing. To Maine. to the good to the good folks of uh or Orano, Maine, I do apologize for absolutely butchering the pronunciation of your probably beautiful city. Um next week we are featuring now this is something I can't pronounce. We are featuring website, it's Orono. It's what? Mm. Say it again? <laughs> uh so according to howtopronounce.com. It's hmm. Orono. 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 I like how the listeners get to listen to me uh, learn how words, <laughs> how words work. <laughs> uh, next week, we are featuring March 24th, 1991, the Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York. Nice. This was a Sunday show, so you bet your ass we're getting Samson and Delilah. Um, and truthfully, looking at the set list here, this looks pretty cool. Uh, oh, yeah. we're getting kicked off with a help, uh, help slip, Frank, yeah. um, right away. Uh, Brown Eyed Women, Desolation Road, Deal. We get a Samson to kick off set two. Uh, ooh, we get a China Cat, I Know You Rider, which is always ooh. fun. Um, yeah, Standing on the Moon. Ooh, ooh nice. we haven't had one of those in a very long time. No, we haven't. Yeah. For for game, the probably the you know the big highlight is that this one is without Bruce Hornsby. Yes, yes. Uh, it won't sound like I'm at the Renaissance Fair, so I am. Uh, I'm interested in that. I mean, uh, it still might sound like you're at the Renaissance <laughs> Fair. Yeah, there's a there's a Vince Era Jackaro. There's <laughs> let's not let's not write anything off yet. 
and I think for when I listen to this show next week, personally, I'm probably not going to listen to U.S. Blues for the encore. I'm going to go back and listen to On the Road again uh, <laughs> from, uh, yeah. from this, uh, this show. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and get our bookkeeping out of the way here it's this evening. It is. Wow. Four minutes. Uh, do they go on right at nine? No. Oh right. God, no! Right, Come on, go. they're a jam band. <laughs> Nine fifteen at the earliest. Uh, oh, uh, one thing I forgot to mention about William Strings. Uh, I had no idea what this whole fuzzy rainbow. Fuzzy rainbows. Sh- yeah, I, they're like fifteen minutes fuzzy rainbows, and I'm yeah. like, huh? And they're like five minutes fuzzy rainbows, and I'm like, oh, they're just literally counting it down. I like yeah, that. Yeah, uh, I don't know exactly where the phrase came from, but the story goes that Billy thought that the message of like 15 minutes to showtime was a little too harsh. Hmm. Or, or, and so he asked his team to start saying fuzzy rainbows instead. Yeah. And that awesome. caught on with everybody. And now uh, it's, yeah. I, I think, I think more jam bands should, um, should, should, should do that. I like the I, whole, I, like, forget sometimes that it's just a billy thing and absolutely will use the phrase 15 minutes fuzzy rainbows for other bands and people yeah. go what the f- heck are you <laughs> talking about yeah I'm gonna, you would... know, fuzzy rainbows fuzzy rainbows and and and, and everybody knew it like when yeah. they when they said it the people that weren't in the venue they're like fuzzy rainbows <laughs> fuzzy rainbows <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty neat. Um, all right, Fish Mexico is coming up. Uh, as always, please go ahead and smash that subscribe button and like and share with any and all of your Grateful Dead loving friends and family. You may find us at wherever podcasts are downloaded. However, you will not find us on a service that rhymes with hot or not a fi. Uh, they don't like us. They hate us. They say we are not. So you won't find us on that service. Uh, you may find us directly on the web if you'd like to get your podcast direct from the source at helponthewaypod.podbean.com. You may communicate with us in a few different ways. The first way being email, helponthewaypod at gmail.com. And of course, you can always communicate with us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Dead. And my Twitch channel, which doesn't exist, which will one day exist again, twitch.tv slash the GD channel. Um, that is it for me for the evening. Any parting words from Knob or Fig? Um, all, the, all the podcasts go by. They melt into a dream. Very nice. Uh, never forget that the green Grateful Dead bear steals shit. <laughs> and on that note, thank you once again for listening to the Help on the Way podcast. <laughs>
Thank you, I was going to be a short breath of the lifetime.